Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Penza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. Turn first-round picks like Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. The Volume. The Colin Cowherd Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel. More ways to win. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Colin Cowherd Podcast. Monday morning. We've got so much stuff today. Akib Talib talking about NFL free agency. Andrew Marchand, New York Post media writer on the new NFL deal. What leagues are in trouble post-pandemic? NFL, clearly not. But I want to start with some thoughts on LeBron James' injury. Lakers, superstar, high ankle sprain, out indefinitely. Insurance is something you hope you never actually need until that one time you do. Freak accidents happen to everybody. They're unavoidable. People get sick. Cars get broken into. Roofs get damaged. Insurance isn't just peace of mind. Because when disaster strikes, which it will, insurance literally saves the day. In the NBA, you can afford to lose one of your stars. You can't afford to lose two. That is, of course, unless you have three. When the Brooklyn Nets went out and got James Harden, it wasn't because they needed more talent. It was because they needed an insurance plan. KD has a history of injuries. Kyrie's in and out of the lineup. James Harden might not be a playoff closer, but he's as reliable as they come in the regular season and keeps you afloat. As for the Lakers, we already know that Anthony Davis is injury prone, brittle, 
And whether you like to admit it, LeBron James has now suffered two serious injuries in three seasons. Freak accidents happen, and the Lakers have no insurance plan. You'll want to blame Solomon Hill, but the truth is that Rob Palenka now has a hole in the roof and nothing but pots and pans to catch the water. The Nets got hardened to ensure the success of KD and Kyrie. The Lakers need Bradley Beal to ensure LeBron and AD. Go and get a third star. If not, you will have failed LeBron James. Big threes aren't about stacking the deck. They're about protecting your neck. Well, he's always one of my favorite guests. I think he's the most honest, authentic guy I've ever interviewed. And he was a great player, a five-time Pro Bowler, a Super Bowl champ in Denver. He understands this free agency stuff. He, he's, he's been pursued multiple times. And Aqib Tlaib, the Buck, the Patriot, the Bronco, the Ram, and the Dolphin is now joining us on the Colin Coward Podcast. So let's start with this. So you got traded, if I remember, like mid-season to Tampa. Or no, 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 New England. You got traded mid-season to New England. And that's interesting because that's a complex system. And I know I've heard that you like New England's free agent hall. But here's my concern, Akeeb. This system in New England is complex. Now, you, you and Randy Moss, for whatever reason, you guys figured it out in an hour. But a lot of guys get lost. And don't you worry a little bit? that some of these dudes are going to come in and it's going to take them a season to figure out that system. Well, look, look, Colin, me and Randy Moss, we born on the same day. So we think alike. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we think alike. But on defense, not so much. It's not rocket science on defense, man. Bill actually makes it really, really easy on defense. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 not hard at all. You know what I'm saying? He he it's 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 the offense. Uh that was hard. And I think it was the Tom Brady sliced offense that was hard. So I, I'm pretty sure that uh Josh McDaniels has, you know what I'm saying, dummied it down. He he probably narrowed down the lingo. He's not running the same exact offense he ran with Tom with Cam. So it's probably I don't think it's that hard. I don't think it's as hard as it was with all the different on at the line checks and all the different lingo. I don't think it's as hard as it was when Tom was here. So I think they're going to be just fine, man. They're they going to get to ground and pound. That's the name of the game right now. Get you some tight ends who could work, run the hell out of the football, play some D. You know, it's interesting. So you were part of a pretty big haul, the 2018 Rams. They went out and got you and Dominic and Sue. When you come into a team, you're highly compensated. You're seen as somebody sort of solving a problem. You were solving a problem for the Rams. Did you feel pressure or were you comfortable with it? Oh, huge pressure, man. I, not only was I, like, one of the solvers of the problem, but shit, I immediately turned to one of the guys who I was on a on a group mes group message where Sean is like, hey, y'all come in 30 minutes early today. I want to talk to – I want to meet with the leaders about whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I immediately was one of those guys. You know what I'm saying? So we solving problems on the field. We getting shit together off the field. So I did feel pressure, man. I always feel pressure. I, I do that to myself, though, Colin. I put – I put pressure on myself because I work good under pressure. You know what I'm saying? So I always, always feel like if we go, if if I play good enough, if I make enough plays, if I make sure we good on the back end, we can go to the chip. So I, I did put it on my shoulders as as I got to be the leader here. I got to make sure we ain't giving up big plays. I got to make sure we taking the ball away and we'll go to the chip. And shit, we did that. Yeah. So with both the Patriots and Belichick and the Rams, and I think it was Wade Phillips, 
you were two or three games in. You were ready to go. You knew your assignment. You were ready. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I came with Bill, it was super simple, man. It was like the really the main thing he was worried about is I want you to play this 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 corner on punt return for me because you showed it to me when we came to practice against y'all. So I need you to start this left corner on punt return for me. I'm like, cool, Bill. I'm going to give you what I got. You know what I'm saying? I play hard in between. <laughs> that fourth down, I'm going to give you what I got. You know what I'm saying? But as far as the, the playbook, it was man coverage. It was cover three. You know what I'm saying? He just told me, just go play football, man. Just go play. You know how to play cover three. You know how to play, man. You know how to play cover two. Just go play football. Keep it simple. And and he kept it pretty simple for me. I was good. Yeah. Same with Wade Phillips. It wasn't that complicated. And then with Wade, I, I just was with Wade the whole time in the Bronco with, in Denver. And ah. Then, you know what I'm saying? Then I was, that's the main reason I picked to go right back to him. I'm like, I don't want to change defense. Wade left. Joe Woods ran the same defense Wade ran. And then it was time for me to go. So I'm like, I want to stay in this same defense because I love it so much. Let me go right back to Wade. So that was even easier. You know, it's interesting when you 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 won a Super Bowl with Denver. So New England, I think they lose Brady and we figured they'd stumble for a while. And they did last year. Tampa, we thought would be pretty damn good because they had good weapons, but we didn't think they'd win the Super Bowl. So I think it's fair to say they surpassed expectations. And then they bring the band back. They're bringing them all back. When you win a Super Bowl, what's the following camp like? Now you're champs. Now you got a swagger. Is it easy? Is it easy to get a little soft and a little complacent? Nah, I think I think the off season, the camp. I think when you start camp, you just had a night. You won a Super Bowl. So March, April, May, June, July. I think that's all. That's the part that catch up to you and, and, and teams hit that wall. That's what I think. You know what I'm saying? I, but because coming into training camp, you look at them teams who go to the Super Bowl and they win the Super Bowl, then they not so good the next year. The beginning of the year, they good. You know what I'm saying? We won the Super Bowl. <laughs> we started off three and one. We started off pretty good or something like that. But I think you just kind of hit that wall. You kind of get tired and fatigued from all the partying, all the going out, all the media, all the traveling stuff. It's extra that you do. And March, April, May, June, July. So COVID, like I said, COVID, COVID, it kind of helped out the Chiefs. I know they partying wasn't the same when they That's won right. the Super Bowl. They had a COVID offseason. Next thing you know, they back in the Super Bowl, right? So, I mean, COVID might play a, a, a good part for Tampa as well because shit, shit is still really shut down. You can't really travel and go do nothing <laughs> like that. So they they Super Bowl offseason is not a regular Super Bowl offseason. So... Training camp, by the time you pull up the training camp, though, man, you 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 are the still the best team in the league, and that's the era, the vibe that's going to be around the building at that moment. You know, it's funny. Urban Meyer in Jacksonville complained this week about free agency. He said he thinks it's an awful business. He goes, I can't – we don't get to meet with the players. I don't know them enough. He goes, I don't, I don't think it's good business. Does he have a point, or is it just a college guy not used to the NFL rules? Yeah, I mean, I think that's what that's – what, that's what make it interesting, man. You don't know. Some of them is home runs. Some of them is strikeouts. But you got to do your research. You shouldn't. You should. I should know enough about you from my friends over at your building, from the tape I watch, from listening to your interviews. I almost could break a guy down like that. I know what you're about from that right there. I mean, I'm saying I could watch you play football. That's the most important thing. I can do some digging and see what type of locker room guy you are. You know what I'm saying? And then I can 
see what kind of man or see, you know, what kind of guy you are. I could watch your interviews and stuff. So that's what make it interesting to me, man. It's, 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 it's a business, right? And, and sometimes the players win too. Sometimes we not as good as you think we is. I had a great <laughs> season last year. I'm not as good as you think I am. And you paid me a nice bag. Bam. The players got to have a chance to win too. Sometimes we win. You know what I'm saying? So that's what make it fun to me. You never know. You know, it's interesting. A guy like Kenny Galladay, who I think is the most talented free agent available, had some injuries. He just got a bag. He just got a lot of cash. Um, you're, you're, it's funny, Akib. Cornerbacks often deliver in free agency. For whatever reason, cornerbacks deliver. Quarterbacks often deliver. But receivers... It's like it's like 30, 40 percent. There's a lot of bust with wide receivers. Maybe it's the system. Maybe it's the ego. Would you have spent a lot of money on Kenny Galladay? I would, Colin, man. I, I think I think he is the best 50-50 ball catcher in our league today. Like I wow. think jump ball wise, man, he making he make he makes Stafford look great. Just throw it up to him. He's gonna go get it, man, anywhere. So right. and that's like saying. All right, Tyreek Hill is our fastest receiver today. That's like just important. Who our best 50-50 ball guy? Galladay. Who our best route runner? Devontae. So, I mean, you like top level at something, right? If you top level at something you need to be a great receiver, then shit, you, 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 you the best to me. You the best free agent. You the best wide out. And, and that's shit that you can't coach, Colin. That's when the ball, when the play break down or it's third and nine. Whatever. If, if if he in front of him, I'm throwing it up. If he even with him, I'm throwing it back shoulder. Like, I'm throwing it to you regardless. It's not a lot of guys in the NFL you can do that with. So, therefore, if he available, I'm paying him. You know, was there ever a free agent? I mean, the Jets, by the way, through the years, they, they paid Trumaine Johnson a ton. It didn't work. Le'Veon Bell didn't work. Yeah, they paid True a lot. Do you know? Do you know as a player when somebody gets paid and they come into your team, can you sense either they don't fit the system? Like sometimes general managers, Akib, they just make bad decisions. Some of these guys aren't very good. Can you can you sense when a, when a guy gets traded for um, or a guy, the free agent when he comes in, is it pretty obvious to you in the first two, three weeks, like this is a miss or this is a hit? I think it is. I think because like you said, you don't really know that guy. You don't really know him. But once he get there, you kind of see what he all about. Like, boom, we land DeMarcus Ware and TJ, and within the first two weeks, we all sitting in the middle of the locker room talking about how good we could be. We in the weight room competing against each other. It's like we raising a level of everybody else on defense. You see, all the safeties want to compete with TJ. All the corners want to compete with me. All the DNs is looking at DeMarcus Ware, and is he leading them in a good way or, or he's not, right? So I was in Tampa. They don't say no names or nothing, but we brought in a free agent, boom. Gave him a nice little bag. I kind of felt played like, man, damn, he made more than me. I'm first round pick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But he just came in and he was popping Xanax and stuff, sleeping in the meetings. And he just was like overweight and just bullshitting through the whole thing. We was like, damn, they done paid him, bro. And it's like, damn. And he stole. It's like he won. It's one of the situations where you're like, ooh, he won, bro. Cause we seeing them do drills and stuff. As you know, we kind of already like you click up already. Like new guy coming, he's the new guy. He got all the money, so you want to see what he bought. He's stumbling all through backpedals and drills, and it's like, damn, they paid him. It was it was too late at this point, right? But I, I he ended up playing kind of well. You know what I'm saying? But 
not close to probably what they thought he was going to be. But I think immediately within two weeks, when you see the vibe with him and the guys, you see his work ethic and everything else, you could tell. The Colin Coward Podcast, proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering users the chance to play free. No deposit required at all. Plus, for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly. Instantly when you make your first deposit with their 20% deposit match. Why do you play on FanDuel? First of all, FanDuel Fantasy, easy to use app. Take five seconds. Pick a new team every game. Compete for top cash payouts. For new users, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with their 20% deposit match. So just go to FanDuel.com slash Cowherd. That pays the bill for us. FanDuel.com slash Cowherd for more info. FanDuel.com slash Cowherd. They know we sent you. FanDuel, more ways to win. Uh, uh, You know, Akeem, when, you know, the Packers don't spend money on free agency. That's not their thing. Uh, The Jets do. The Giants just did. Um, there's always been a question about Green Bay, about, you know, they're cheap, they're frugal. But some of that to me has always been, I'm not sure if players always want to play in Green Bay. Like Charles Woodson was like, God, be honest, this this isn't my jam. Now he ended up being a great Packer. But are there cities when you were in the league that were like stay away cities and cities you were attracted to? I mean, what the money going to talk, Colin, the money could bring you anywhere, right? But if if Green Bay would have called me and the Chargers would have called me, I might be like, I'm Cali, Green Bay. I might, for the same ticket, cool team. It was Phillip Rivers, and I'm like, all right, they cool over there, and they decent over here. Like, if you add me to the Chargers, we might could do something. That's how I think. So if the situations were similar, then I might go to, the like you said, I might go to the better city, the better living city for my family right. and for my kids and stuff. So. Definitely, man. I definitely think they miss out on free agents just from being in Green Bay, from being in Wisconsin. If it's even, a guy probably going to choose to go elsewhere. Well, it's funny because you're saying basically you used to look at yourself and think, okay, I want to win. Do I fit? Can I make him win? So for you, winning was actually number one. Yeah, winning was first. First and foremost, I got I to gotta win. I'm, I'm too addicted to winning. I, I, I want to slap somebody. When when I when we lose games and I gotta talk to the media and they ask questions that I know they gotta ask, right? It just ah it irked my nerves. You know what I'm saying, Colin? So I I hate losing. So I don't want to have no season like that. I went through that in Tampa. It just make you come off as a bad person because I hate losing so fucking much. And y'all talk to me right after I lost. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it, it just make you come off. It put you in a bad mood. I don't talk to my family till Monday morning, and it just I just hate it so much. So. I'm going to try to match it up. It got to be the bag and the winning got to both be there. And and that's a go for me. So I'm going to throw it to the Chicago Bears, who I think have some good players, but they bring in Andy Dalton. And my takeaway is that's a hard sell to the players. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is a hard sell to the players. I said, Washington, you could sell players on Alex Smith's leadership or Sam Darnold's athleticism. If you're trying to sell him Ryan Fitzpatrick at 38, I'm I'm like that's a hard sell. Like you tell me, like when you're in the room and the and the quarterbacks matter, right? Because I mean, even Andy, Andy, you could you could sell his he young, he only in year five. He, you know what I'm saying his his 
the window of opportunity. He can get better. Look at his athleticism. He, you know what I'm saying? You can sell that, like you said. But even Alex Smith, you could sell his his win percentage. Look at look at look at look at the winning quarterbacks. Look at his record, right? You could sell that. And then God is like, man, he do win games once you really look at it. But I mean, Andy Dalton, I ain't, the defense not gonna be happy. You see what Eddie Jackson doing? He, they just not happy, bro. It's like, damn, <laughs> y'all bringing this guy Glennon, then this guy like, man, Khalil Magnum. I guarantee you, I know how guys on defense is. It's we separated. Long as the offense is pretty good, like, if the offense bad, the locker room is kind of separated. If the offense is good and the defense is good, then everything is good. But I'm telling you, if one unit gets terribly bad, or one unit is the reason that this team is always not in the playoffs or always bad. It kind of gets separated, man. And uh, you got to do something to kind of bring them together. You got to give them some hope. But Andy Dalton, that didn't get a defense in Chicago, no hope at all. Well, I was going to say the Rams must have been a good locker room. Denver must have been a good locker room. New England must have been a good locker room. But when you were in Tampa, the room got separated. Yeah, it was just, it was just, you know, I, I, I barely see you offensive guys. I mean, LeGarrette Blunt was like a defensive guy. He always with us. But I barely saw the rest of the guys. Like, you know what I'm saying? Outside of the locker room, I barely see you guys. But like you said, in, in New England and those other places, the camaraderie is there. I see, oh, Gronk and Edelman right here. They there. We all, we partying together. It's everybody. You know what I'm saying? Same in Denver. Brandon McManus is over Vaughn House. He's the kicker. Shit, he over Vaughn House more than me. You know what I'm saying? So it's, <laughs> it's it was just good vibes. When offense, defense is, is both clicking, the vibe is good, man. And if, if, if one is not clicking, it's the coach's job to do something and, and, you know, get that confidence. Make this group have confidence in this group, man. So the draft isn't for another month. But I, I ask everybody this question. So and it's always I, I always love the answer. So we're a month away from the draft and we'll talk about that more. But obviously, even Belichick has whiffed a lot in the draft. How many practices? Does it take for a, for a player like you to look at a draft pick and go, dude can ball, or we whiffed on that pick? Uh, I give them, I give them, I give them, I give them the first, I give them OT, I give them till April, May, I give them till we go home before training camp. So I give them April, May, June, because I mean, wow, when you first come, this shit is terribly faster Colin I mean right the 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 scout team the the practice squad I call them scout team the practice squad receivers I just remember my brother I call him my brother like bro this guy such and such on the practice squad is killing me today <laughs> like, man, <laughs> it's just the speed of it man you would get it but I mean everybody was cold every receiver the the undrafted free agents we bought in Colin was like damn these are the best receivers I ever played but then, you know, a month passed and I started slowing down, started getting a little confident. Then about two months passed and I was talking a little shit on the field at practice now. <laughs> and by the time before we went home from training camp, I was back regularly. Here we go. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm guarding the number one guys. I'm I'm telling ungrafted free agent guys, I'm not going against y'all today. I'm a starter. I'm going against the starters only today. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm at that point by then. So I'll give them a couple months. I mean, yeah, a couple months, a few practices. Just get comfortable. You got to let them get comfortable, then your regular player come out. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'll give them time. It's not going to happen overnight, man. This is a big step from college. Well, I was going to say, you are a great player. And so first couple practices, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
A lot of guys don't have your confidence. A lot of guys are undrafted. I wonder how much is psychology that some guys just, they just fade, man. They just don't believe in themselves after that first month. That's how, that's how, but that's how all levels go, Colin. You start at youth football. It's the most kids ever playing football in youth football, right? Then, then some of them start not being so good. They start losing confidence. Then, boom, they go to junior high. Then they get smaller in high school. Then even getting smaller in college. And then the, the levels just keep getting smaller and smaller. So, And that's due to guys feeling like they belong and guys feeling like they don't belong. You know what I'm saying? That's the number one thing I preach to my kids. Bro, you're going to write your own story. If you in the back of your mind, you keep telling yourself, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. Then that's what your story going to be. You know what I'm saying? That's football is 50% confidence. If you're confident you can do it, then you're probably going to do it. You know what I'm saying? As soon as you tell yourself you can't, then it's just not going to work. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's one thing that 2,000 guys have in common, that NFL club of 2,000 guys. Them awesome, confident motherfuckers, Colin. Everybody. That's how they got there. All of them. All right, finally, we're in the middle of March Madness. You're going to be, you're going to get Hall of Fame votes. And you went to Kansas. That's a basketball school. Now explain that. How the hell did you end up at Kansas? Man, Mark Mangino, he, he, he sold it. He, he flew down himself, head coach. Now he flew down himself, recruited me basically himself. Dave Doran was my recruiting coordinator. You know what I'm saying? But Man, Gino called me. He did a bunch of the recruiting himself, man. And he was just honest. He was open. He was honest. He showed me to, told me to look at it a different way. Like, you know, what if you played against Oklahoma and Oklahoma State? What if you played against Oklahoma on ABC, Oklahoma State on Fox Sports Net? You had a K-State game on ESPN. You had these. Now, what if you just go kill them? You still on TV going ham against, you know what I'm saying? If, if, if I'm a scout and I'm looking at Oklahoma play, if it's a guy on Kansas whooping their ass, I see him too, right? So, man, Gino kind of made me look at it like that. And then my brother was in my other ear like, bro, Kansas got five senior corners. They all gone next year. You go in and then what you going to be going against? Juco guys and more freshmen? Like, shit, that's, you going to start forever doing that. You know what I'm saying? So, he like, if a Juco guy, if he couldn't go D1, whatever his grades or whatever, that means he ain't locked in like you. So, ain't none of them going to start over you. Any freshman, I don't care where they're from, they're not going to start over you. So, my brother had me looking at it like that. You could play quick if you go to Kansas. All them, all them seniors is gone. Man, Gino made me look at it that way. Then shit, the rest was history. I took a visit, man. You know what I'm saying? Mo Derrick Johnson had showed me a great time. <laughs> showed me a great time. <laughs> Colin, hey, it was over with after that, man. I was in love. <laughs> it went You're smiling. Then the, then the drive, the drive was six-hour drive, hour and uh, hour flight. You know what I'm saying? It was close to home too. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of people from Dallas, so I could hop in one of the guys' trucks. We could commute together, so it was good. It was good enough for me. I play against the best. I don't have to play with the best. I play against y'all boys, and I'm still going to do what I do. Now, you lost some games, though. Yeah, we definitely lost some games, but but we had a 6-6 six and six year. We made a bowl game, Fort Worth Bowl, and we had a 12-1 year. We won the Orange Bowl, so one year we was trash. Two years, Colin, I was playing in bowl games. So, man, I'm telling you, I ain't do too much losing up there. I was cool. <laughs> it, it is, you know, the free agency thing is crazy because you obviously made some money as when you were drafted. But what was the first big bag? What was the first big, big paycheck? That my free agency one was the 
Yeah. Uh, uh, fire 57. What did you do? How much, how much guaranteed? 27. Three years, nine a year, first three years, 27 guaranteed. That was it, right? Let's, there. I made the whole thing. Let's be honest. That is, I'm never going to get 29 million on a check. Was it kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. Did you have your financial guys all set up and ready to go? Oh, yeah, I had. Because, you know, before that, I mean, I went first round. So I signed uh, 14, five-year, $14 million. So I was playing with some M's out the gate. You know what I'm saying? So I had to get my team right. I think by the time I signed that one-year, $6 million deal with uh, New England, that kind of prove it year, I signed that one-year, $6 million with them. I think by that time, I had it together. I was starting to build my house. I had my financial team in order. And shit, I was all I had to do is now is go ball out, man. This big bag is right here in front of me. It's coming, but that definitely was like a whoa, whoa, whoa. That's back when the corners was it was like eight or nine. Then boop, I signed for like nine. I was getting nine and a half for like the first couple of years, and then guys went to ten and eleven. So the number was still down. That down then, you know what I'm saying? It was like you better sit down for this one, Keeb. I'm like, oh, he's ah, yeah, fifty. I'm like, oh shit, this it was crazy. It was it was nuts. It was nuts, Kyle. Uh, good for you. Well, uh, thanks, buddy. Keep kicking butt. You can listen to Akib Talib. He's got his own podcast. It's great. It's as raw as as anything out there, and that's why he's part of the volume. We absolutely love having you, man. It's great, great stopping and talking to you again. Thanks, bub. Appreciate it. Take care. Nobody like Akib Talib. I mean, his stories are unbelievable. I love talking to him. I could do I could do a weekly with a keep to leave. Andrew Marshans right around the corner. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? 
That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. All right, we segue to Andrew Marshan, who's the senior sports media writer for the New York Post, former regular on ESPN. This week, the NFL signed new media rights deals with CBS, NBC, Fox, ESPN, and Amazon, collectively worth $110 billion over 11 years, basically doubled the value of the previous contracts. Now, those media rights, as most of you know, are the contracts that give networks permission to broadcast the games. The contracts will take effect in 2023, run through 2033, and it'll basically cement the NFL's status as the country's most lucrative sports league. We thought we'd bring on Andrew Marshan and talk about it. All right, Andrew. So my um, my overview real quickly is everybody paid double for the NFL rights except ESPN. And they also got two Super Bowls and flex scheduling on Monday Night Football. So my, my winner for my perception just initially was ESPN. Am I right or wrong? You're right, but you also have to factor in you're talking about a last place team that went into contention. So the last deal was so bad. They're spending the most money. They're getting games that are mostly dreck. They get, you know, they don't have playoffs. They don't have Super Bowl. So, so they came from last place and now they're in contention. So, yes, I agree with you. They did the best um, and they had the most work to do, but they did a good job adding the two Super Bowls, flex scheduling at the end. More games, 35% more from 17 to 23 overall, getting ABC involved. And, you know, they're very happy about having ESPN plus also uh, having a little have an exclusive game and then they can put them on there, too. So it gives them some uh, flexibility going forward. You know, it's interesting, Andrew. Um, Super Bowls you don't pay for as a network. That's why they're so valuable. They're such a commodity. So for Fox, we get four in 12 years. Well, this, this contract doesn't start until like 2023. So at the end of it in 11 years, the economy, Andrew, you may be able to make $800 million on a Super Bowl. So, you know, I look at this and people gasp at the numbers um, and people are already forecasting big losses. But, you know, you and I have been in this business long enough. There's new platforms that develop. There's new way to monetize stuff. I didn't think it was an outrageous number. Am I naive? No, I mean, look, if you look at the top 50 programs every year, they're almost all NFL games. Uh, and obviously the Super Bowl is number one, and that's really where the big money 
is made. So, look, we th- th- this deal is so long. I mean, think about it, Colin. How old you'll be? How old I'll be in eleven years, thirteen <laughs> years, really? I mean, you know, you start thinking about what your kids will be doing at that point. You know, you could be a grandfather. Um, you know, so uh, it's a long deal. Uh, so to really be able to predict, you know, where everything's going to go is is, is hard. Um, so you know, the NFL. Look, I wrote this in the column I wrote right after. It's you know an old adage. You know the golden rule is the the person with the gold makes the rules. And the NFL could do whatever they wanted. They they have the most important real estate in TV and video going forward. And it doesn't seem like that's going to change. And so they they got everything they 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 wanted. Uh, and they even have an opt out seven years in. So if this deal isn't good enough, they can make it even better. Uh, and then for the networks, you know they don't really have a choice. They if you're CBS, if you're Fox, can you really survive? Um, you know in this environment if you don't have football you know people aren't watching regular programming anyway so if you don't have the nfl i don't know where you are so they dad and the nbc same thing so they yes they doubled the price and if you look at their the value of the company yeah you got to take a billion dollars off of that value in terms of where that's going it's going right in the nfl's pockets a billion more is going to the nfl but it, it, they had to do it um i guess the win for the consumer is flex scheduling that's always a win for fans but I, what I don't like, um, and I understand it, Amazon now does Thursday night games, and I went to Twitter for five minutes, and everybody's like, well, I'm out. Um, that that does worry me. Your takeaway on what they did with Thursday night football, which really became cost prohibitive for your standard traditional networks. Fox was losing a lot of money. For Amazon, it's a rounding error, but I don't know if it's good for the fans. So here's the thing. When you, when you look at this, Roger Goodell, after, you know, he had a conference call and he said, you know, somebody asked about the money. He said it wasn't about the money. I mean, it's about the money. Let, let's face it. So Thursday night football, everybody's had it. NBC's had it. Fox has had it. CBS has had it. None of them wanted it. So Fox is paying six fifty. They got a billion dollars. So think about that. You're the So you're in a negotiation. You have you had, you had three other suitors that, that had a chance, had it. They all say we don't want it. And you almost doubled the price to a billion dollars. So, yes, you say, well, the fan, you know, here's the thing. For the football fan, your life doesn't really have to change. You know, we can talk about the changing world, but on Sundays, you can, you're, if you want, for the next 13 years, till so 2033, you can watch Fox, CBS, NBC on Sundays, ESPN on Mondays. Thursday is different, but I think Thursday, like you said, Amazon, do they need this? No. Do I think that the term, that's an Amazon game? meaning it's Jacksonville, Tennessee on a Thursday to five and seven teams um, is going to become something that's maybe in the lexicon. I do think that's possible. So I, I don't know. I don't think the fan, yeah, they lose out, but there are 126 million people who already have uh, Amazon Prime. So, um, you know, less people are going to watch because, you know, this is the thing with direct to consumer. You have to make a choice. Like people listening to this podcast, they're making a choice to find Colin Coward's podcast and listen to it and so you know it's different than when you're on the radio and you're just flipping around and you find colin so you they really have to want to listen to your podcast same thing thursday night you're going to really have to want to watch that game and if the games aren't that great you got flex scheduling on monday you got flex scheduling on sunday and you got cbs and fox getting good games on you know the afternoons on sunday afternoons in that late window i don't know what amazon gets so um yeah will that package be a little bit forgotten yes probably but uh, the NFL has got a billion dollars coming to them every year. All right. Uh, like everybody else, I have the direct TV package. I think their customer service is regrettable. <laughs> and I do think uh, ESPN Plus would get me as a consumer 
if they went and got the direct TV package. So where does that thing stand? So, yeah, they're, they're still talking. Uh, the biggest people you have to say that, you know, can take it from direct TV and it's in all likelihood direct TV is not going to have it anymore. They just wrote down a billion or so, you know, because the deal is not working out for them. Uh, AT&T now owns direct TV. They didn't make that deal. Doesn't seem like that's going to keep going, going forward. So yeah, ESPN plus makes sense. Amazon prime makes sense. Um, you know, the other ones, Peacock, uh, Paramount plus, they also make sense. It's a, it's a big number though. I mean, you're talking another bill, you know, more billions, uh, but you know, there's different things you could do with the stream. Maybe you could just buy your team, right? You're in New York, you're a Steeler fan. You just want the Steelers. Maybe there's different prices you could make, price points. Um, so, yeah, that most likely is going to direct to consumer. But I do think uh, the price tag is going to be so prohibitive that I don't, you know, it, it, Disney, they all have the money. Amazon has the money. Disney has the money. Uh, NBC, Comcast, they have the money. CBS, Paramount, less so, but they have it if they want it. Um, so, yes, I think it will, it will end up into one of these direct-to-consumer, ESPN+, Plus, Amazon, and maybe even a couple of them, and, and you, you get it with your subscription. Or, like they've done with uh, UFC, is that um, is they've, you know, you, you get the package for $6.99, ESPN+, Plus. you want the big fights, though, you know, they want another $20, $30. Bucks. Andrew, um, we, we, this... Uh, Twitter has elevated what I always thought was sort of a, a silly topic, which is, oh, the NBA ratings are down 2%. The NFL ratings are down. And my takeaway is it doesn't matter because if the NBA was up for bid, everybody would bid on it because we're all in a race for content. Uh, you know, NFL ratings were down. I mean, a lot of stuff was down 20, 30%. NFL ratings were down a little, 10, 7, 8%. It doesn't matter. In the end, they have what we want. But is there a league right now, post-pandemic, as we segue out of the pandemic, is there a league that is in a little bit of trouble and that the ratings discussion may matter? Yeah, I don't think so, really. I mean, the NHL, see, the, the streaming element has changed things, right? So the NHL just got the big contract from uh, ESPN to $400 million, which again, I'm not going to bore everyone with the details of it, but it's not as big an increase as maybe it seems. If you look at the previous d digital deal that the NHL had with ESPN, but still there's the digital space. So I don't really see that now, you know, the NBA, they have a couple of years, you know, we're going to be knock on wood post pandemic. So we'll, we'll get some ratings information. I do think you look at it. Um, there was a lot of predictions that the ratings would go up. We're all home, but but I actually think I think there's a couple of things that are going that are in play here. Number one is when people aren't going to games, that word of mouth thing isn't as big, right? So you're not going to a game. You're not telling your buddy, "I went here. I went to Madison Square Garden. Uh, I went to you know for baseball. I went to Yankee Stadium." You're not doing that, so it just there's there's not as much. And if you're watching too, it's just not as exciting. If you're not a big huge sports fan, if you're a fringe person who kind of makes the difference in the ratings. The other thing, and this is more long-term, and I do think there's an issue, is that when you or I were younger, we had to watch Michael Jordan. If you didn't watch Michael Jordan, you missed the great highlight. Now, you could maybe watch SportsCenter later and catch it, but you better not go to the bathroom during that first segment, you know, when Keith and Dan were doing the, the Jordan highlights. So now, though, you don't have to watch LeBron and still see his great play. Like if he does something amazing, it will be on social media 10 seconds later, 10 different places. And so 
I do think that with the younger generation is, to me, like everyone talks about all these different things. I think that's a major issue. They just don't, they don't have that need or they don't, they're not going to miss anything because of social. So they don't have to invest a couple hours because they're going to want to see that one moment and that changes things. So that aspect, but I don't think we're there yet in terms of people not bidding um, a lot. When you look at where the, the, the space is going though, the biggest players, you know, the major four sports, they're going to get their money. The lower players are also going to be aided by Peacocks and ESPN Pluses because they want content. They can bring in some subscribers because you do have diehard fans. It's that middle. You don't want to really be in the middle right now. I don't think that's where you want to be. MLS, um, you know, they they got a good deal last time with ESPN. I'm not sure. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. They might kind of uh, put their local rights together with their national rights. So. Maybe that makes it work for them, but uh, but that middle, you don't want to be a middle league, I don't think. Yeah. All right, let's segue to Drew Brees is officially now NBC. He's got a resume. He's going to do some college, some pro, uh, some Olympic stuff. So, you know, we know Al Michaels is in his 70s. Collinsworth, though, isn't and is still respected and very employable. Am I supposed to read into this that Tariko and Brees are the future and that Collinsworth and Al are not? What, how, what do I read into this? Yeah, 100%. That's what you should read into it. NBC won't say that, but you know this has been going on. Let's just start with Al Michaels, probably the greatest play-by-play TV guy of all time. Uh, 76 now. I you know I wrote this the other day. You know he might not throw 100 anymore, but he still throws to me 93, 94. Gets people out. You know it's still very effective in the booth. Um, so he's you know he's the, he's it's not one of those situations where it's like. You know, he's missing a lot of, you know, he's missing everything and it's not the same Al Michaels. I think, again, maybe not as great as his peak, but still very good. Uh, but his contract's up. Tariko's the face of NBC now. Uh, he's going to, like, so things can change, okay, if it's not official. Next year after the Super Bowl, it's going to be Tariko on Sunday Night Football as the play-by-play guy. I mean, I don't think, I'd be surprised if uh, um, if he's not. Now, it, it, it could, again, that's not a Official, but like they, they made Tariko the face of NBC when he came over there five years ago. He's supposed to do more football. They had Thursday night after that time. Uh, so he hasn't been able to do it. And 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 Al is older. So, you know, it's understandable their plan. Now, with Collinsworth and Breeze, the timetable, look, NBC is doing something smart in terms of you bring Breeze in, he does Notre Dame, see if he's good, uh, and then you could elevate him. But I think that could go pretty quickly if he is good. Um, because you know, that's kind of their new team. Um, and then they work towards that next Super Bowl um to, to you know Drew Brees and Trico. And so I guess when you talk about timetables, I don't know, I'd be kind of I'd be I don't know if surprised. I gotta see how Brees does, but I, I think there's a very good chance, not this Super Bowl, next year NBC has it. Um, but the following one, uh, you know, four years from there, I would think Tariko and Drew Brees would would be the people. You know, it's interesting because when Phil Sims got replaced, there was a sense he lost his fastball. I don't sense that with Collinsworth. I think he would get, I think he could go on the market and every network that has the NFL would be interested in Collinsworth. So I still think he's viable. He's young. He's got sort of a style. Pro football focus is his, so he's not going anywhere in football. It's. I still think he's in his prime or darn close to it. Do you think Collinsworth could just say, I'm going to go to another network and be the guy or a strong two? Well, two things. Number one, I should say, look, NBC could say, let's put Tariko with Collinsworth, leave Breeze in the studio. But, but you have to understand, when Drew Breeze had his negotiation, ESPN also had interest in him. 
So he wasn't, he was in a good position. So he wants to do a Super Bowl. I asked him on the conference call the other day. He wouldn't answer the question. He danced like he was in the pocket when I asked him directly, you know, what's the goal? <laughs> the Super Bowl? And he understands the situation, of course, with Collinsworth. It's, it's because here's the thing, NBC on paper, it's a great plan. It's just you you have actual human beings that you're dealing with. So it's kind of um, awkward. Now to answer your question, I do think Collinsworth could get some interest. I, I, I look, I think you look at that Monday night football booth now with the Super Bowl. Again, it's thousand years away 2027 so they don't have to figure it out yet but they're gonna have an extra they're gonna have two playoff games that booth's gonna come become even more um scrutinized uh so you know could a collinsworth be someone that espn says you know what let's you know let's think about him um because yeah he's in his you know uh, early 60s but you could get a good five ten years out of collinsworth uh maybe more um, so, and fi- finally solve our, our problem. If you're ESPN Monday football, look, Greasy, Riddick, Steve Levy, they were fine. They weren't bad. Uh, I don't think they're great. I thought as usual on Monday night, you know, ESPN put them in a bad position. You know, they're doing national TV. It's probably the most scrutinized booth, maybe in all of sports, because it's a solo game on Monday night. Everyone's watching it. Most games you watch, you have a rooting interest on Sunday. Uh, and, and or there's other games going on. It doesn't have your direct attention. So it's Monday night. So the announcers become more of a focus. And the three of them had never worked together before. Um, it's a pandemic. So there's a lot of excuses. Uh, but look, I, I wouldn't be surprised over the next couple of years at some point if they do make a change to try to uh, you know get that marquee boot so they're at the same level of, as the other networks. By the way, you've covered a lot of baseball. I live in Los Angeles where we may have the best roster I've seen for a baseball team in like 20 years. I mean, it, it's like the those Yankee teams when you had this pitching staff and they kept adding great names. So we added, you know, Trevor Bauer and we already had Kershaw and Walker Bueller and David Price. Um, your thought, I think I, I said this, I feel a little renaissance in baseball. I do. Um, I, I, I feel like we bailed on baseball, and I do think analytically, aesthetically, I'd like more base runners. It's become a home runner strikeout sport. But I think the Yankees are now poised to win a World Series. I think the Dodgers are stacked and should be the favorite. The Cubs are really interesting. Before we go, just I know you have a, a love for baseball. Your kind of sense on this baseball season and the sport in general. Yeah, two things. I think you say it well. I've heard you say this a, you know, a lot about the Final Four, where people said they always want Cinderella. But then, you know, Duke and North Carolina are in the Final Four, and then you get the big ratings. And when you have, um, you know, some small school, you don't get those ratings. Same thing in baseball. I think Dodgers, Yankees, Cubs, Red Sox, you look at the ratings, it's no, it's no, it's not a coincidence that they're higher. Those teams are just of interest. Those are the marquee teams. So, yes, I, look, I think overall baseball does a terrible job of telling its media story. When everyone says the NFL is king, I would say this is how many minutes people watched of baseball this year compared to the NFL. And people would say, well, there's so many more games. Bingo. I mean, that's if you look at the ratings, the NFL has a finite of games, 16 or now 17 games. The baseball has 162. But and now this is changing a little bit because of what's going on with cable, but they've been propping up regional sports networks for years that are worth a lot of money. And a lot of them make a lot of money and have. Now that's there's a transition going with cord cutting, but so I guess my point would be baseball is a national sport that's local, okay? And it's always going to be like that. The World Series ratings are never coming back. 
it's and but it's also if you look at the nature of the World Series, it's seven games. You gotta you gotta dig in. You get me a game seven, you're gonna get a good number because I know that's the decisive game. Super Bowl is one game. Uh, so I think baseball doesn't do a great job of telling its story. It does need to get shorter. I know the diehard fans are going to say that's a sports writer who's been at too many rain delays and too many games. And maybe that, maybe there's something to it. It does need to have more, a little bit more action and it needs to get away from, you know, too much in the traditionalist, every other sport, all they do is make the rules better for uh, the offense, you know, quarterbacks, you know, you can't really compare quarterbacks from different eras because John Unitas and Dan Marino in this era would be putting up Patrick Mahomes numbers. And so <laughs> to compare those guys is ridiculous. Yeah. But I think your point is the other rules view their sport a little bit like a TV show and baseball doesn't baseball views it like it, it's sacrilegious <laughs> to evolve or it, it is. And, and sometimes it drives me nuts, but I do think, uh, I, I think we have the right teams in baseball. And so I think that in that sense, the deck is kind of stacked toward the Bostons, the New Yorks, the L.A.s, the Cubs. And that's not a terrible thing. Andrew Marchand, New York Post. Love talking to you, buddy. Got so much good information. And uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Colin. I appreciate it. Hope you like to keep to leave. And Andrew Marchand, please follow us at The Volume Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Rate, review and subscribe. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow. Grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right 
with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. 